Hey y'all, welcome back. It's Back Combos. I know we've been out of commission for a few weeks. Um, we send our apologies in advance. We've been experiencing life. And, you know, <laughs> we, we, yeah, we've been experiencing life as women and as parents. And, you know, there's some things that, that caused us to push a little pause on Back Combos, but we're back in action. We're glad to have everybody back. We're glad to be meeting again. Um, and we, if we, we're gonna speak briefly on that, and we'll we'll start with Ash, and Ash can share her her story on that. So go ahead, Ash. So okay, basically, you all know we're going through a pandemic right now. You know, COVID nineteen is just ripping up everything. It is causing so many derailments. It is causing delays of plans. It's causing a lot of frustration. But one thing that is definitely causing that a lot of people have not talked about is the fear factor. This thing has caused so much fear, so much fear. And I think that's something that we all need to talk about. Um, you know, I suffer from de depression and anxiety, so I'm willing to come out and admit that. And ever since this whole thing started with COVID, I have been having the craziest anxiety attacks. I've been having the craziest dreams. Um, I've been experiencing a lot of things and it's like, you know, I got to get to the bottom of it and the bottom of it is it's fear. So today we want to talk about how you guys are handling fear, what does fear mean to you, um, how does fear affect you in your everyday life and the people around you. Yeah, so Ash, um, you were speaking on your anxiety and your depression. What were some events that led you to be in that state? Well, one, um, I could tell you listening to the media, listening to the news, um, that did it to me. Um, listening to everybody's versions of what they thought was true and what was not true. Um, that was another thing. Um, hearing of people that I knew that tested positive for this virus. Um, hearing about people dying of it. Mm -hmm. um, hearing about people having financial loss because of it and they're out on the street mm -hmm. or they can't pay their bills, they can't take care of everyday things um the fear of being sick mm, yeah. um and you know i'm a business owner and this is one thing you know while back convos haven't been together in the past few weeks you know i've been running my business and everything and i've been struggling with it and it has a lot to do with covid you know the covid going around you know i'm an eyelash artist i'm up close to people's face every day with my protection on even um, because I've been hearing from people that even if I'm fully protected, you know, my eyes, wearing a face shield, wearing two masks up underneath, the, I'm still getting exposed. And, you know, I have a son that cannot handle, you know, respiratory issues. Mm -hmm. So as I'm sitting here trying to keep my business together, you know, I'm sitting here trying to keep all the balls in the air and trying to keep my family together, trying to keep the finances running, trying to keep everything going. And, you know, one day I ended up partnering with this, partnering with this salon in the area. They wanted me to come in and uh, be their main lash artist. And I took it on, um, not really thinking everything through. But what ended up happening was I started having these dreams. I started having these dreams that I was testing positive for COVID. And, it, you know, being a Christian, you know, you wake up and you're like rebuking the dream. And I kept having the dream. And, you know, before I go to sleep and I always ask God to protect me in the realm of the spirit when it comes to my dreams, my subconscious and everything. 
And you know, and I know God hears me and I know God protects me. But for me to have that dream, at first I was like, wow, why is the enemy messing with me like this? And then I remembered, no, 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 no. This wasn't the enemy. This was God warning me. Mm-hmm. So, something just told me that I needed to shut my business down. You know, it was like he was instructing me. He was telling me, hey, I need you to stop what you're doing. Stop mm-hmm. it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, okay, God, you know, I've already agreed to these engagements that I got these next two days. You know, let me finish that up and let me just stop. So I stopped. I stopped on a Thursday and told myself that I wasn't going to go back to work for two weeks because I felt something was about to happen and I needed to step back and just wait. So I hadn't been to work for like, let's say fast forward to Wednesday. Uh, one of the girls from the place that I worked at, she, you know, she was telling me that she had quit. She was a hair, she was a hairstylist. She quit and she had her husband come up there and meet her and get all of her stuff from out of the salon. And I was like, okay. And then she was like, oh yeah, the new receptionist that we hired, she came to work today to tell everybody that her roommate tested positive for COVID. Okay. Thank you very much. Like, I mean, why would you come to work? That could have been a phone call. Yes, me. That could have been a phone call. A quick text, something. And it was like I heard that, and I said, y'all know, in the past week or so, we've all been around this chick. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, you know what? I said, thank goodness that I. I mean, because I was sitting there telling Tasha too. I was on Amazon. She's like, what you doing? I said, I'm ordering stuff on Amazon. What you ordering? I'm ordering some face shields. Someone's hey. telling me I'm going to need them. <laughs> so, you know, the face shields come, and I started wearing it that Tuesday, mm-hmm. but I had the dream Tuesday morning that, mm-hmm. you know, I you know the dream, and I'm like, okay. So I started wearing the face shields that Tuesday. So mind you, I wear glasses. So I'm wearing two masks, a shield, and glasses. So my face is not covered. Now, you got to think, these are three-ply masks. If I'm wearing two three-ply masks, and that means there's six layers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then I got the shield on, that's seven layers. Mm-hmm. Then I'm wearing glasses on top of that. That's a whole other layer. That's Jesus. a whole other layer. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. So I'm just like, wow. I'm like, God, what is going on? So I ended up, you know, going to go get tested and everything. Mm-hmm. And here it is. It's Saturday. I'm good. Amen. See? I'm good. And it's like, you know, man, y'all want to go out there and play with that rotavirus if y'all want to. Best of luck. You dog and weed. Bob and weed. Shoot. (laughs) You know? But, But, I mean, with Corona, honestly, it has brought in a lot of fear. It has brought in a lot of chaos. I remember when it first was freshly broken out. And how in the grocery stores and any store you try to get simple things like toilet paper and chicken to feed your family. It was it was sparse because people went crazy. They didn't know how to react. They didn't know how to to And people buying bleach, they ain't never bought bleach. Operate water bottles, like who people don't not everybody drinks water. I'm a water drinker, but I know not everybody drinks water like that. I sure don't drink water without no tap now, okay? Yeah, but it was just it was just ridiculously crazy. Um Mm -hmm. just the fear that it brought over people because 
they just simply didn't know what was what was to be expected. They didn't know what was going to happen. And that's the thing. A lot of people fear the unknown. Mm-hmm. So for everybody to run rampant and run crazy, it was like walking, you know, walking into the, the grocery store and it looked like the zombie apocalypse. It was like mm-hmm. the reincarnation of Y2K. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which so was 20 just, years ago. It's mm-hmm. just, it's crazy. And now we're here now. We're still in the middle of, of this pandemic. We're still trying to operate and get back to some sense of normalcy with our lives, with our children and schooling and, and our businesses and everything. It's just been ridiculous. And, you know, mm-hmm. moving forward, it's more or less, we need to focus on how to operate within the fear of the unknown. Yes. So Tasha, I had a question for you. Kind of know you've, you've experienced a lot of different changes in, in events in your life with, with fear and how, to, how you had to face fear. What were one of the things that you experienced that you don't mind sharing with everyone when it came to you facing fear and moving forward? Oh, Lord. There's been so many, but I will share that um, many know that I've lost my vision and it's due to surgery. So I had a lot of fear with, of course, going back to the doctor, letting any doctor touch me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Even though they weren't the doctor that did anything to me, I said, I didn't want no doctors touching me. So I had a fear of actually going back to doctors. Yeah. Definitely one fear. But then I had to overcome that fear and say, hey, I know who the true physician is. Mm-hmm. And that is God. And I trust God. And I had to overcome that fear. And even if it was just a simple doctor's appointment, you know, I was praying like, God, let me get to this doctor's appointment. I mean, even if they just trying to check bottles and everything, I know that you're there and I know you're going to get, get me out, see me there. So I had to start doing that. Just even the simplest thing of a doctor's appointment, you have to pray and, and make sure you see it through. Hey, <laughs> okay. what, what were some other things? I know you said you prayed to, to get you through. What were some other things you did to... To get you to overcome that fear to be able to go to these appointments and go and trust trust people with, uh, with your help. Just simple um, descriptions I've learned throughout my whole time and being um, being a Christian and growing mm-hmm. up in church, okay. I had to remind myself of scriptures and of course I like to sing and worship. Yeah, that's the main thing that has got me through. And I mean, for to some people, it may sound very simple. But it's really not. It's kind of difficult to worship when you don't have what you've been wanting oh, to come to um, to come to pass. It's a patience and waiting thing. But mm-hmm. you still have to like still worship your way through, still pray your way through, and just remind yourself of scripture. What's one good scripture you could share with us that we could? Uh, let's see. Um, it's the one I have on my vision board that I have not done yet. But I'm working on it. I got it. <laughs> we didn't forget about the vision we board, didn't. y'all. <laughs> but it's Habakkuk 2 and 2. And it says to write the vision down and make it plain. Mm. So to me, that scripture means that you need to always um, not only just keep your vision in your mind and your heart, but write down. Write down what you want to see come to pass. Besides, God already knows what you want. Mm-hmm. He knows the desires of your heart. Doesn't mean he'll give you every desire. Although we would like every desire, but God knows what's best for you. And that's where the trust comes in. You got to trust God. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. I know for me, some of the fears that I have, 
Um, Career-wise, it's really just trusting people to see the vision yeah. as whole as a whole and not get so caught up into themselves mm. when it comes to it. I know people, when I worked with people before in the past, they would get so caught up in them that they lose the sight of the vision and it came it became about them. Right. And it just deteriorated everything that was that was set, the mm. foundation, everything of it. So it really killed everything. So me learning to trust people to actually work and see the vision and be a part of the vision and really just hold God at the center of it and really be true to it. I know no one's going to be perfect. I know the people people that God's going to send me, we're not going to be perfect. But just if we just stand firm on that alone, I know we will be successful. Um, as far as relationships, same thing. Just really trusting people because I, I've dealt with so many situations to where I lost the trust in a person or I, I decided to turn a blind eye to what God was showing mm. me and it really it hurt but it was necessary you know yeah. and just when I put when I put whatever I put out into people I invest so much into people because I believe in them I see the potential in them for it to be reciprocated back mm-hmm. that's that's a really big deal for me I was gonna say after you said all that, I was thinking for you, Brittany. I was saying I believe that also that God acts actually He He puts people in your life. If you are praying to Him and you're like, God, I desire this type of person in my life or mm-hmm. this type of friend, mm-hmm. He does make that come to pass. Sometimes in the weirdest way. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. and then you're like, oh my God, you come become friends for life. You don't have to be friends with somebody for like 20 years. I mean, you could be friends with somebody you love for two years or three years. And you're like, you feel like you've been friends forever. Yeah. And that's how you know that it's a God thing and not just something that you made happen with somebody else. Right. Now, has there ever been a point where like y'all have begged God for something and asked for something and you got it and you just froze up and you feared? Um, (laughs) let me think back. Yeah. With this house, I was praying. I was, um, I was living in my apartment. Just not that far from here. And I was like, God, it was a two bedroom apartment. So kids had one room, I had the other room. It was just not big enough for nobody. Like they were, we're all over each other, on top of each other. It was not enough space. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God, I really, really want to get us into a house to be established, you know, buy my first home. I really want to invest that way into my life and back into myself and for my family. And I prayed about it and I prayed about it, but so many no's got in the way that I just started Mm -hmm. praying and I just expected a no to happen. And then, you know, I prayed one night, I was just like, you know what, God, I let everything go, prayed about it. And then like the next next week it happened. Mm -hmm. And it like shocked me. Cause I was like, I just went through it, just expecting a no and it just happened. I was like, oh God. It's for real. <laughs> like, oh, it yeah. And then, you know, it, it started coming to life. I was like, God, for real? Okay. Yeah. But, you know, it took me back a minute. But I'm like, dang, God really does hear me. Yeah. I know. And, you know, I think another thing that a lot of people don't, you know, they don't think about is that Many people fear success just as bad as much as they fear failure. Ooh. So it's like, you fear failure, but yet you you fear being successful. Yes. Speak on that. How how do you see people fearing being successful? What are are some things? Because success 
comes with trial and error. It comes with a lot of no's. It comes with bearing a lot of responsibility. It comes True. with sleepless nights. Mm. Depending on what you're trying to succeed in, yes. it might it might call for you to, to establish a financial budget. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you'd have to sit out certain events. There's yeah. certain mm-hmm. things that you have to cut away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then that's the fear all of in itself, feeling a fish out of water because everything that you would normally Ooh. do, you can't Ooh. do. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you can't have those vices or comfort when times get hard. Wow, mm-hmm. that's good. And so, you know, success takes so much work and a lot of people fear it. As much as people want it, they fear it. But then on the other side of that, they fear failure. Yeah, but the thing yeah. that comes with failure is, you know, oh, I failed. But when you failed, what did you lose? Exactly. Right. Um, you tried, but you failed. What did you lose? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Might have lost a few pennies, you know. Friends come and go, so what? You lose a few friends. Mm-hmm. You know, your your reputation takes a little hit. Mm-hmm. Okay, no big deal. But people fear that too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's like got to be something in the middle. It's either you're gonna fear success or you're gonna fear failure. I mean, what's success? It's new levels, new devils. So. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's another thing, too. When you get up there to the top, you're like, okay, what's going to kick me down? Mm-hmm. How in the world was I able? I would have went through all these series of no's, and finally the door opened. Yeah. I got what I wanted. Now what's going to come in here and tear me down now? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's another fear. Mm-hmm. But that's where you got it. We got to make sure that we're standing on the rock. The solid rock. Yeah. Yeah. The foundation has to be strong. Right. It has it has to be a solid foundation. The only way it could be a solid foundation is if God is the center of it. God right. has to be the center. And I feel like, especially throughout this year, God has been exposing things, mm. and it shows if He was really part of the foundation. Right. Or not. When I I watch people and when they say I I I don't hear God in that. Yeah. More my church or whatever. That there's no God in that when you're saying that. Yeah, I feel like, and that's just just another way of saying people lost the vision. Um, They lost the vision of what God has called them to do, what God has called them to be in this present time, in this place where they have, where God has placed them. I've I've seen a a lot of that being exposed. Mm -hmm. And even in myself, I've seen God really just realign me back into not being so caught up in what is going on to just really focus on him. And to be reminded that he is the the rock, the foundation. He is the solid ground that no matter what, no matter what bends and moves, as long as he's still at the center and I acknowledge him to be at the center and I go back to him, that we're going to be straight. Yeah. What about those times where God will expose you to you? Girl. Come on now. (laughs) You know, it's like. Child. I can tell. Yeah. God God told me a couple times, you know, Brittany, your attitude stank, girl. You get, you get mad because it's not going your way. And I was like, whatever, God. And he was like, no, I'm serious. I was like, but okay, You fear it because it's like, you know, we all, you got to think, we don't mean to, but we all have our masks that we wear, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I have my mask, you know, not like a mask per se, but it's like when I'm around you two, I know I can be myself. I can be a certain way. But yeah. then when I'm around other people, it's like, whoop. Well, so you know, and it's like, and it's not because you're trying to be fake. Mm -hmm. It's because you know, there's only certain people that you can allow to see up underneath that Mm -hmm. mask. So, fear the other, the fear of other people seeing underneath it, and that part of you know them knowing that part of you, you know, vulnerability, vulnerability, and intimacy. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy because it's like, 
you're not doing it to be fake or inauthentic. It's just that some people are like that because there's certain sides of them that they'll allow them to see because there's only going to be certain people that's going to be able to access them in that way. Mm -hmm. Or handle it. Exactly. And so there's a fear of trust there. Yeah. The fear of trust. Yeah, but I feel like with people, you got to... People, not everybody can be up close to you. They have to be at certain levels. Some people... 50 feet away, some people could be oh, 60 well, we away. Some remember, people, you know, Jesus you know? didn't take everybody. He had 12 disciples, but he didn't have all of them with him. True. That's, That's true, very true. true. You know, it was funny because I was on Netflix the other night and I was watching the book of John. Mm-hmm. And it was telling about the story of Jesus through John's point of view. Mm-hmm. You know, John the Baptist. Yeah. So, um, I was going through there and just watching it. And it just amazes me how so many people, they came to Jesus and they were fearful. Because they wanted their sins or whatever what was wrong with them, they wanted to be delivered from it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they kind of feared him. But when he laid his hands on him and he was cured, you know, they would, you know, go out and tell the other people. And at the same time, you know, um, what was it? Wasn't it in Galilee? Where was it at that the the officials, the Jewish, was it? What are they like? The Jewish officials or who were they? Like um, the people who wanted to persecute Jesus. Mm. Um, my dang tongue. Uh, but you know, I'm just let y'all know right now. Right. I think when he brought Lazarus back from the dead, I yeah. think that scared a lot of people. Oh yeah. And also too, <laughs> that there was a fear in that because this man had a power that nobody else had. Right. So people naturally feared him, and I think that's one of the reasons why they had him. They they crucified him. Mm-hmm. Not was it because he was righteous and what he believed he was and who he was, yeah. but I think the people were punks, man. Why yeah. Y'all just like that. They did. But they were. <laughs> Because they had to come in the crowd, mm-hmm. and they had to, they had to corner him in. They couldn't come to him one on one like a man. Nope. They, they had to couldn't. corner him in because they were scared. Yeah. He bringing people back to life from the dead, child. The little twelve. Man, yeah. they brought like, Lazarus back from the dead. Lazarus, the little twelve year old girl was dead, and he's yeah. like, "No, she sleep." Like what? No, but Lazarus was dead for four days. Yes, yeah, <laughs> the stank dead. He was he was hard as a rock, dead, cold, yeah. dead. Yeah. Like for real, and he brought for him real. back. So I yeah. But, um, yeah, they were scared, but, you know, God, he did his thing. Jesus, you know. So that's another thing, too, I want to say, too, is fear will cause you to do stupid stuff. Child, yes. Fear will cause you, okay. Yes. Stupidity. Whew, fear will cause you to do some dumb stuff. I know, I know, I can, I'm not going to speak on a situation, but I'm just going to just say. Uh-huh. I, I done done some dumb, dumb stuff. Well, I done. I mean, we have to I, I connected myself with people out of fear that I knew were no good for me. Fear or I say boredom too. Shoot, I know. Oh Lord, keep it real. Keep what? No, she keeping it real. She keeping it real. I'm bored. I'm just gonna go talk to this person. No, because you know, you know what you can do. You know how it's gonna end up. You know what you know. Mm -hmm. You know what you know. But I got time, so let me just go over here. Mm -hmm. You know, I got time. Sometimes you do stuff, and it's like, let's say, it's almost like. You know you did something wrong, and let's say the teacher calls your mama, and you know you're gonna come home and get that butt whooping, mm-hmm. like that kind of fear, mm-hmm. you know that fear. Um, <laughs> but you think in your mind, since I'm already in trouble anyway, yeah. you might as well go all the way, <laughs> all the way in. I know I was Man. dumb too. No, but my thing Back is my one, one switch versus two switches. I mean, double the consequences. Ooh, if careful. that ain't some country switch, <laughs> do y'all know what a switch oh, is? Goodness. <laughs> Were you told to get a switch off that tree out the I front sure yard? I was. I That's was. That's North Carolina. Yes. Oh, no, 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 no. 
I'm sorry, but Tasha Wrong girl was, me a uh, switch. I thought I was a good girl. I had a few spankings in my life, but I never got a switch spank. Let me tell you something. Sorry, everybody. Push. I can't tell you how many times my mama had me go out there <laughs> pick my own switch. And I picked the puny yeah. one. My mama get mad and go out there pick the one. Then don't tell me to pick one then. No, man, I'm skinny one be hitting. Child, I remember. Oh, no, man. My aunt, my aunt Hattie. She'd be like, go give me a switch, child. Oh, you from, you from the same place I'm from, right? North Carolina, Fayetteville, Red Springs. Oh, Lord. You yes, girl. Girl. Oh, what are you talking about, Hattie? You know where you like Hattie on? Hattie, yes. Hattie anyway. Jane, shout out to you. Yeah, she used to whip me with them switches. Go out there, get your own switch. She'd be so mad, get your own switch. You and your whip wet. Uh-huh. Child, yes. Thank God that my parents used the belt. Hallelujah. I got, girl, I got all of them. I got the belt. I got the chunkla, I got the switch. Oh, yeah, Kathy, Kathy, she, whatever she had handy, it'd be a wooden spoon, Good Lord, a chunkla, a candle. Look, she was crazy. She was Korean. She's crazy, girl. Man, yeah. I, I, I can't tell you that fear of getting that butt whooping. I know one time oh, I hit up girl. underneath the bed and my mom lifted up the bunk beds and had my brother drag me out by my feet. Uh-huh. See, uh-huh. No, seriously. Your brother's supposed to have your back. I know. That <laughs> but, but moving forward, like, fear is inevitable. I feel like fear is going to happen regardless yeah, because we're yeah. human and we, we don't see the full picture. We're not God. That's right. So that's, what's where, gonna happen. that's where that fear of unknown comes in, too. Yeah. Then your mind be wondering. I'm like, oh, God. Wait a minute. God, I'm in a good space. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if this happens? But then I like that... Uh, Saying that, that Joel Osteen has said, you know, what if it doesn't happen? Uh, well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, we fear, but we fear of it happening, but we also fear, what if it doesn't happen? We're like in, a, in between. You know, you think it's going to yeah. happen, but it, it doesn't end up happening. So now how do you feel? You feel like all that fear, exactly. all that thought process, you use that, run you yourself use that mind for something else. <laughs> so, yeah. so how do we manage our fears? Oh, I like getting creative. I like Man, you know, I get into this this space where I want to write. I get into this space where I want to listen to music and I want to sing my heart out. And I get into this space where, like, you know, I start making stuff by hand. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I made this oil and I want to use and I want to start yeah. marketing and figuring it out and getting my formulation right. Like, I try to. Yes, I'm, I'm planning on getting some, y'all. I, I mean, yeah, but yeah. you know, like I said, it's like I I try to keep my mind occupied. I play mind, games right. too because I yeah. like games that challenge my mind mm-hmm. to kind of help rewire yeah. those neurons to go yes. somewhere else. Yeah. You know, um, I like to sleep. I like to, you know mm-hmm. take my baths. Yeah. I like to have my coffee. Mm-hmm. And I like to watch TV. Like. Some of these things are healthy. Some of yeah. these things are not healthy. Right. Like watching too much TV, it's sleeping too much. You know, you're kind of getting into the the area of being a couch potato. Uh-huh. Yeah. Don't talk about me after pressure. Shut okay. your mouth. <laughs> Shoot. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a bowl of potato salad. And that's where I've been. I've been resting. After but I found out about that But that's girl, the thing is that we are supposed to rest. We have. But I think that's another reason COVID has came. Because we are, we have been a society in America that has been a go, 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 kind of America. You ain't lying. And it's just time when COVID came. Okay, shut down, everybody. Get some rest. Learn your family. Do you even know your family? Learn your family. Do you even like your spouse? Do you love these kids? They're your kids. Do you love them? 
Ooh, Lord. Running them streets. I think, you know yeah. what? Let me tell you something. I tell you one thing about Rona. One thing I feared was running out of food because my kids stayed in the freaking pantry. Child, and if they kept going in the pantry, that means I had to go back out and possibly get exposed to this dang on virus. I always feared that we we're going to have nothing. We we're going to have enough food. That you was know? the first fear. But then my son came in like a vacuum cleaner. I said, Lord, let me get a membership to Sam's because this child, <laughs> the food be gone. I'm like, what? But you know, and some of that fear though, like, yeah. you know, I think. What ended up happening was because a lot of people were fearing the same thing. It was like everybody was on the same level. Yeah. And, um, you know, it just, to me, it was like I started noticing things about me that I didn't notice about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Couldn't go nowhere, couldn't do nothing, right? So yeah. I had this fear of like, I don't know. It was mm-hmm. not, it was like th- this was so abnormal. Right. Yeah. I, and you know, I start having like anxiety attacks because the things that I have been sitting here and overlooking and overpassing has finally had gotten my undivided attention. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So I realized I, I truly do have anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get stressed. Out. Um, I feel like everybody has a form of anxiety. It's just how well do we manage it? How, how well I manage we... it with sunflower seeds. I just Look. get a big old bag, get in the bed. Click them, you know. That's just what I do. That's how you manage some of your fear with some flower seeds. You actually stressed, you know. But anyway, they work. Yeah. I know for me how I manage some of my fears is really just disconnecting. It's a big thing for me to disconnect from work, work, <laughs> being a mom, you know. And they're saying mom. <laughs> all all the things that I do that that identify me, I disconnect right. from it all, and mm-hmm. I just be Brittany. Yeah. And I go back to the music. I, I love listening to, you know, 90s R&B, some neo-soul music. Oh, I love neo-soul. And some jazz music. Like she, I, she dreams of being by the water, everybody. Yes, I do. One day. One day we'll go back over there. Oh, man. So I listen to, like, music. I go and I grab a good book. And for me, like, a good book would be something uplifting. Mm-hmm. I, the last book I was reading on was uh, Joel Stink's Next Level. Mm. It's a really good book. It it causes you to think outside of your normal space of thinking, and it really? causes you to yeah, it causes you to see things on a different level, mm. and just gain a different perspective on certain simple things that you know will get you caught up on. So that's a really good good book. I would uh, I would put out there for folks to read on, but oh. just you know doing simple stuff like that. What about you, Tasha? Wait a minute. What do you like to do with the conquer fear? To conquer fear. Well, I, I do like to listen to worship music. Yeah. And I don't know, do things to distract me. I don't know. I like to fiddle paddle around my room for sure. Like, okay, move this and put that over there. Move this, put that over there. I don't know. I have to constantly be doing something to not think about something. Yeah. Just keep myself busy. But I like, it, I like it, picking it, up the phone and calling it you. It used to be. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Y'all yeah. so cute. I pick up the phone and call Tasha when, I, when I'm feeling some certain yeah. some type of way. I'm reaching out to one of y'all. Uh-huh. I know immediately. When I called y'all crying the other night. Oh, yeah. I was in a fist full of tears and y'all oh. just calmed me down. Like, I said, like, okay, okay, Lord, where's my, where's my friend head? Yes. <laughs> but y'all, y'all literally like y'all was sitting there gassing me up while I was crying. You got this. Hey, you got this. You got, yes. you, 
and that's one of the things that's a very essential thing to have. It's good friends, good people in your circle to remind we, we, you we got the to truth. Be, we got to be cheerleaders for each other. But we got to remind each other of the truth and of, of the word of God. Right. If you ain't never been a cheerleader, you be a cheerleader for your friends. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard to join the cheerleading crew. But you can be a cheerleader. Hey, but you, you can you can you can do a little something. A little something goes a long That's way. That's right. Get your pom poms out. So, a book that I do want to um, recommend for you two, uh-huh. definitely. Um, I'm almost finished with it. Ninety-one percent done. I'm oh. reading it on Apple Books right now. Okay. Um, I'm reading this book called Destroying Fear by John Ramirez. Destroying fear. Okay. Yes. If any of you guys out there that are book readers, you know, yeah. looking for something to read as far as like this topic we're concerned about, Absolutely. what we're talking about, I'm just going to tell y'all it goes into depth. It gives you biblical scripture. It tells about this man that um, I've been following him for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, his name is John Ramirez. And the craziest thing, how he got saved and how he got into the church and started ministering him, you know, ministering is that he used to be, y'all don't judge me, he used to be a satanic witch. Whoa. Yes. Mm-hmm. Until one day, he had this dream that God drove him into hell. What? And showed him where he was going to go. And he was like, I don't belong here. And God pulled him out. And from that day forward, he started walking with the Lord. Mm. Wow. And he gives you tips on how to destroy that side of the tracks. Because, see, we know that um, spiritual mm. warfare is a big thing. A lot of people are very fearful of it because they don't know how to handle it. Right. And people who are into the occult and do those type of things to people, you know, they go after the most vulnerable. Right. So he talks about he talks about how he's gonna, you know, he's he's gonna destroy the enemy's camp mm-hmm. by telling believers the scriptures that they need to read, mm-hmm. the the prayers that they need to pray, um, how to come to God and you know, uh, how to eliminate things and, you know, things that are not of God and things like that. So he literally changed his brother. He, he, he literally got his brother, um, led his brother to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, his brother died some years later. And he also talks to Tasha. Guess what? He also talks about how he lost his vision for three months. Wow. Hmm. So you need to, you need to, you That know, sounds really good. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, he tells you how to destroy the enemy because he was on the enemy's side. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, wow. So you got to think people may say, oh, you know, that's bad. You know, God's not going to, you know, protect him or use him. You got to think about all the things that went wrong in the Bible. You know? Yes, David is one. Well. Okay, come on now. Mm-hmm. What, what happened the next day? He went to, he, he went to what? Killing Christians to becoming one? Mm-hmm. Come on now. Come on. Sleeping and God still used him. him. God still used him. So, yeah, yeah. that's the thing. You know, he talks about fear. And if you guys just want to, like, find something to read or just have something to read, you know, um, when we post, uh, when we post this um, episode, um, Brittany, 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 if she'll post anyway, up both books. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll, put, books. I'll put a link on our, on our social media pages. Uh, Instagram and Facebook. And shout out to John Ramirez. You have really gotten me through a lot of things. I don't know if you listen to this, but thank you so much. Hey. Reading your book has just... And Pastor Joel out of Houston. But we'll end it. We'll end it on this note. I'm going to share a scripture that we can all just meditate on this week and get full off of. It's Hebrews 11.1. 1. This came from Tasha. Um, it is... It says, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain 
of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. Mm. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. So that was that would that so that what is seen and was not made of what was visible. Also, remember that false evidence appearing real. That's what fear really is. Amen. That's good. I like that. So y'all chew on that this week. Meditate on that. Uh, I will be posting those links to those books. You guys can go and check it out. You said it's on Apple. Uh, Yes, I found it on Apple. I'm not sure if Amazon has it um, or Kindle Books, but I I do have it on Apple Books. Um, So yeah, I think my next book that I'm going to be reading, I don't know, um, The Healing Creed. Okay. Yeah, and I think that's going to be my next book, but that's something, that's a topic that we can go into later about, you know, healing and uh-huh. all of that stuff. But first thing, when it, before it comes to healing, you have to conquer the fear before yeah. you can heal. Recognize. Recognize what it is, what it truly is before you can move forward. I love it. So check it out and post the links. This should be on Apple Books. We'll try to see if it's on Kindle as well. But uh, yeah, we pray you guys have a blessed week. Chew on that scripture. If you have any other scriptures you want to share, please feel free to post them um, on our page. Comment below and let us know what you guys are thinking. Love y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.